Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Advocate Web Series, where we bring to you discussions around law and important sectors of the economy. We're still on the PIB series and interestingly, both houses of the National Assembly have now passed the PIB for Mr. President's assets. Although there are some concerns about some of the provisions, whether this will affect the assent or not, is only a matter of time. Well, well, as we promised in our last episode, we'll be discussing the fiscal regime for the PIB today, highlighting the key issues and reforms newly introduced and its impact on oil and gas operations in Nigeria. I remain your host, Latin Family. And I have with me today um, Jacob Famodimun and Glory Nubamide to share the platform on this episode. Hi, guys. Are you excited about the passage of the bill? <laughs> Huh? Well, better late than never. Better late than never. Well, that's the word. That's the word. As we all know, no industry can thrive without a clear fiscal framework. The totality of what the rent, taxes, and royalty rates are, and necessary costs and incentives is what drives investment, really. But first of all, guys, what are your thoughts about the fiscal framework? Well, um, the Petroleum Industry Bill has devoted an entire chapter to fiscals with the sole aim of expanding the revenue base of the government while also ensuring a fair return for the investors. And then looking at the impact of the pandemic on the global economy and the resultant fall in oil prices, I feel like this is just a really good time to tighten the bolts on the fiscal framework of the petroleum industry in order to encourage investments and also to generate more revenue. Yes, I think I agree. Mr. Jacob? I think the fiscal provision of the PIB has specific objectives, which are to encourage investment in the industry while balancing reward with risk and enhance revenue to the government. Yes. So it's also based on the principle of clarity, dynamism, and fiscal rules of general application to simplify the administration of petroleum profit tax and promote equity and transparency in the petroleum industry. Mm. Well, I, I think the objectives are brilliant. They're brilliantly stated. But it will be important to see how these are infused in the version passed by the National Assembly. So, Glory, what do you think is new in this part of the bill? Uh, okay, thanks, Latish. I feel like the very first thing we should note is that with this PIB, a company cannot be involved in more than one stream of petroleum operations. And then, where you want to be involved in more than one stream, you are going to have to register separate entities for each stream of petroleum operations that you want to get involved in. Mm. So this means that, so you know before, one company can do both upstream and midstream and downstream yeah, with the same true. name and everything. Now you can't do that any longer. So if you want to do crude oil production and you also want to invest in the processing of natural gas, you're going to have to incorporate two different companies to do those two different things and then of course so this only means that there'll be a different tax there'll be different tax regimes here for each company and for each stream of operation mm. mr jacob that is correct it falls in line uh, with the principle of clarity as yale mentioned mm. another major change is the replacement of petroleum profit tax with hydrocarbon tax and company income tax so two separate tasks exactly so that's interesting what do you think this portends for the operators and why the dual tax regime well, also, um, for starters, this will mean that petroleum companies will be expected to pay taxes on various aspects of their operations. And then, of course, this is just to avoid commingling of revenues. And then I believe that the dual tax regime is just to, you know, properly designate the value chain. Let us know who pays what 
when are you supposed to pay? And then, of course, to avoid government losing out on revenues, that's on one hand. And to also ensure that the companies, you know, so the companies in mainstream and downstream operations, so that they won't have to pay the huge rates that hydrocarbon tax may come. Mm, yeah. Yes, and it's correct. Uh, because hydrocarbon tax, is only applicable to companies engaged in upstream uh, operations okay. and we apply only to crude oil, condensate and natural gas liquid produced from associated gas. Mm. It is not applicable to associated and non-associated natural gas as well as condensate and natural gas liquid produced from non-associated gas in feed or chemical gas yeah. processing plants. Uh, again, the rate of hydrocarbon uh, tax varies depending on acreage. Hydrocarbon tax for existing onshore license will be charged at 42.5%, while new acreages granted under the Petroleum Industry Bill will go for 22.5%. So for shallow water, it will be charged at 37.5% PIB and 20% post PIB, while deep offshore feed attracts 5% pre PIB and post PIB will be charged at 10%. That's interesting. Okay, so um, also with respect to um, production sharing contracts executed prior to the passage of the PIB and which have been converted pursuant to the bill, hydrocarbon tax will be charged and assessed separately on the profit from each and every petroleum mining lease and payable during each accounting period in accordance with the provisions of the bill. So aside the um, upstream petroleum operations already covered by hydrocarbon tax, all other operations in the upstream as well as midstream and downstream will also be governed by companies income tax and of course it goes without saying that the applicable cit rate will be in line with the provisions of the companies income tax mm. act well, well that's that's correct but generally i mean these provisions the 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 fiscal provisions i think majority of it are actually imported from the um, petroleum profit tax act Though with some amendments, I mean there are provisions such as mechanisms to ascertaining the accessible profits of companies in upstream operations. Mr. Jacob, so what do you think of this? Uh, the changes somewhat make the processing of uh, process of ascertaining adjusted and uh, accessible profit of upstream operations streamlined and orderly. For instance, the provision that royalty expenses will be deductible in ascertaining carbon tax only after it has been incurred and paid. This is a deviation from the accrual basis for royalty deduction under the Petroleum Profit Tax Act. Also, uh, the introduction of the reasonable tax for deductibility of expenses incurred for hydrocarbon tax purposes. Mm. This is in addition to the requirement under the Petroleum Profit Tax Act for allowable expenses to be only exclusively and necessarily incurred for for tax oh, to be deductible. Oh yeah, that's that particular clause. Well, Glory, the, the the bill has introduced new changes to expenses that are tax deductible and those that are not. Can you highlight some of these changes? Yeah, that's right. So um, now, additional deductible expenses, they will now include any amount contributed to a fund, a scheme, or an arrangement approved by the Commission for the purposes of decommissioning or abandonment. Or, you know, funds for swans to the establishment of a host community development trust or sums incurred by way of interest on any money borrowed by the company. Now, so while additional non deductible expenses will now include expenses incurred as penalties, natural gas flare fees, head office costs, you know, 
Um, you also have you know, tax imputed into a contract or an agreement or in net on in net tax basis, and which will be paid by the company on behalf of a vendor and contractor. Mm-hmm. And finally, it also include amount incurred in respect of you know tertiary education tax, company's income tax, income tax, profit tax, and generally any similar taxes, whether charged in Nigeria or even charged outside of Nigeria. Well, and it's, since, since it has been separated, I mean that goes without saying. Well. But in all of this, what should be the major concerns of the investors? I mean, are there other reforms contemplated under this framework, Mr. Jacob? Uh, looking at the provisions and giving the draft tax for GIP, there might be a lot of disparity because to ascertain the accessible profit of company engaged in different sphere of petroleum operation for tax purposes, company will now have to pay particular attention to the computation of uh, hydrocarbon tax and uh, CIT payable. Given that certain expenses and maybe such as bad debt and bank charges that are not deductible for uh, hydrocarbon tax purpose, they are tax deductible when determining uh, the company income tax. Then another major reform is the removal of the restriction of capital allowance claimable uh, in a given accounting year under the Petroleum Profit Tax Act. The PIB However, I introduce a cost-price ratio, which restricts uh, the allowable deduction claimable in a given accounting period to 65% of the gross revenue determined at the measurement point for the purpose of hydrocarbon tax only. Mm. Any so so any excess cost not deductible due to the above will be carried forward to subsequent year, mm. and any and any cost not deducted upon termination of upstream operation will be lost. So the, the objective actually is to boost revenue collection of government. The cash flow implication for upstream company, however, may discourage investments, especially given the huge capital outlay required for new uh, projects. No doubt, really, no doubt, Mr. Jacob. But while doing that, I want to believe there are other means by which investors should be compensated. Does this bill make reference to any new thing, Glory? I mean, maybe you should answer this. Yeah, so there, there are quite some, you know, some notable improvements in the bill. For starters, it has expanded the list of companies eligible for gas utilization incentives, which, which is provided for under Section 39 of the Companies Income Tax Act. So now this, the list of companies now includes companies engaged in midstream petroleum operations and large-scale gas utilization industries. You know that before now, there has always been this controversy over the applicability of these incentives to companies operating in petrochemical industries yeah. and also operators of gas storage facilities. But then the PIB has now resolved this by then. So now it has specifically included those companies in its definition of midstream petroleum operations and like scale gas utilization industries. That, that's interesting. Yeah, so and then there's also so now there's now going to be an initial tax free period of three years, which will be renewable, which is renewable, yeah, upon satisfactory performance for another two years, making it five years in total. There will also be tax free dividends during that tax free period. Now, as an alter, as an alternative to the initial tax free period, a gas utilizing company may decide not to renew. We decide to claim an additional investment allowance of a whole 35%, which will not reduce the value of its assets. Now, at the expiration of the tax-free period, these companies will also still be entitled to accelerated capital allowances and any interest payable on any loan that they have that they got during that period, as long as they got the loan with the prior approval of the minister and the loan was obtained for a gas project, all interest on, on top of that needs to be tax deductible. That seems that's very interesting. Mr. Jacob, any further additions? 
Most companies operating in the sectors may already be eligible for perennial status incentive, yeah. which confer the benefit of tax holiday, among others. But the aggregated uh, gas and uh, aggregated cost, sorry, and administrative inconveniences of processing the pioneer status uh, incentive may now make the gas utilization uh, gas utilization incentive more attractive to them. Mm. Definitely, there are actually a lot of uh, incentives to choose from. Yeah. I think this I achieved the objective of encouraging investment in the industry. Yeah, obviously, obviously, the BPIB seeks to do that, but then some of the provisions may actually deter investors as critical issues such as you know broad restrictions in the deductibility of valid operating expenses as well as price-based royalty in the deep offshore and frontier um, acreages we are argued against the, the version pass seems to retain some of these provisions i think i mean and the government is expected to suspend and preserve some of these as cherries as far as this fiscal is concerned at a time where there's an intense um, competition between countries to attract investors to say we must do better for me is even an understatement anyways let's talk about royalty rates under the pid glory okay so um, there has been some changes here too in calculating the royalty payable condensates will now be treated as crude oil while natural gas liquids will be treated as natural gas. Mm. And then the royalty applicable on crude oil will be calculated on a fuel basis and will be based on both production and price regime. Contrary to what we had you know, in the original draft of the bill now, the, the rates have been reviewed downward. And now we have for onshore areas, we have 15%. Mm. For shallow water, we have 12.5%. For deep offshore, we have 7.5%. And for frontier business, we have 7.5%. Well. That's production-based. So what about the price-based? Yeah, you, you both should remember now the amendment to the um, PSE Act in 2019, which introduced price-based reality. Yeah. So I, I think I think that the PIB is just coming from that angle. by clearly So now it's clearly sets out the price-based reality regime in addition to the production-based reality. And then also particularly because the PSE Act will, will, will be repealed. So this yeah. new framework will now subject participants to additional reality when oil prices changes, when oil price, oil price changes. So now when oil price is at $100 per barrel, a 5% additional reality will apply. Once oil prices go above $150 per barrel, the reality rate will be in a 10%. But where oil price will be below 50% per barrel, there will be no additional reality. Well, <laughs> well the, there, there are some provisions that will just be there really, but we never say never. But I don't see oil prices going up to or even beyond 100% any longer because now we you are talking about transition to renewables. Nobody wants to even fund oil any longer. So the 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 to to have oil prices going beyond all of this is is something that is not realistic. So it's it's been hovering around 70, 70, 75 recently and chances high is even going to go down i mean so the the essence of these provisions we were not sure but then never seen it okay so um the price levels provided for under the price-based reality too will also only apply to the first year so for each succeeding calendar year the price levels are expected to be increased by two percent relative to the values of the previous year then also, what else now? The, the reality rates for natural gas has also been reduced from, you know, before it was 7.5% in the original bill, but now it is 5%. And then the rates for gas produced and utilized in Nigeria has also been further reduced to 2.5%. So, so 
so that's to encourage um, local utilization, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I think that it is interesting to an extent the, the lawmakers are actually listening to the voice of the stakeholders. Mr. Jacob, so the, there has been sharp increase in the penalties for defaults or offenses committed under this particular um, aspect of the bill. I mean, how, how do you see this? It's true that the, the, the penalty uh, is very severe now. And the idea is to encourage compliance and prevent uh, complications as much as possible. For instance, uh, the penalty for non-filing of estimated hydrocarbon tax returns, actual uh, hydrocarbon tax and uh, company income tax returns have been increased from 10,000 to 10 million naira for the first day of report. Yes. Wow. That's very huge. And also uh, from uh, 2,000 to 2 million naira for subsequent days of default continue. How many percent? There is also now going to uh, there is now going to be a penalty for gas flaring, non-payment of uh, company income tax and hydrocarbon tax. The, the proper implementation of this uh, provision will uh, prevent tax emission. Right. That's it. Hopefully, hopefully, it's easier said than done. So let's see, let's see enforcement and compliance with this. But the PIB has been passed. It's been passed into law, and we are only left with the, the presidential aspects, right? So, what would this mean for the operators? The new capital provision are not meant to automatically apply to the operation of orders of leases and licenses. Transition into the new provision is subject to renewal sought by them after the expiration of their current time. The exception to that is only when a company decides to enter into conversion contract mm -hmm. with the government. In essence, either by conversion or expiration of the uh, existing license or leases, the order of, uh, oil, uh, of an oil uh, prospecting license or oil mining lease would have their petroleum operation governed by the petroleum uh, industry bill, but uh, it is not automatic. So the, the PPT has to continue to Yes, and so in the meantime, the PPT has to continue. Well, um, I think that's fair. So thank you very much, guys. I mean, this this has been great. Glory, do you have anything to add? Um, well, just to say that uh, these provisions are a really very welcome development. And then to a very commendable extent, the framework as stated in the bill should actually achieve the objectives they are put out. And so now that we just await the assent of the Mr. of Mr. President, we all know that we all, we have a lot to implement. Yes. And then it's, it's really just a good time for everybody to begin to put all mechanisms in place for the transition. Yeah, I agree with you. It's very important. I mean, all companies, whether you're in the upstream, downstream, or midstream, you know, those ones are, are now just brought under the PIB. So they, they have a lot to, to look into and again we have come to the end of this episode thank you so much guys thank you glory for joining me again mr jacob a very big thank you for at least joining us for the first time and a very big thank you to our listeners i mean your comments and feedbacks both online and offline have been appreciated so we really really appreciate your comments and feedback in our next episode, we'll be talking about the administrative provisions of the bill, and hopefully before then, we may have a new law in the petroleum industry. 
So guys, you can catch up on our previous episodes on Anchor, Podbean, and Spotify by the title Advocate Web Series. You would also find the links on our LinkedIn page, Advocate Law Practice, as well as other contents designed to keep you abreast of developments. Till we come your way again, I remain your host, Latif Bamidili, and on behalf of all of us at Advocate Law Practice, please stay safe and let's enjoy the PIB while it lasts. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Bye. bye.